0: I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm
1: Martha McCallum. I'm Brett Baer. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm Grinnell Scott. Right now, Russia has America's attention on several fronts as the White House and Congress decide how to move forward in a global chess game with Vladimir Putin. We should be focusing more on China,
0: not Ukraine. Others say, if you don't defeat the Russians inside Ukraine, you're sending the wrong message to Beijing vis-a-vis a potential invasion of
1: Taiwan. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition.
0: Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows, and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs.
1: There is much conflict in the world, but in the last few weeks, Russia has moved to the front burner on several issues of critical importance to the United States. Days short of two years since Russian forces marched into Ukraine, some in the United States Congress see continued Ukraine support in armaments as conditional. Also, days ago, the death of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has sparked the question, is this another in a string of suspicious deaths of Russian President Vladimir Putin's opponents that he is alleged to have had a hand in? Then there is the recent Munich Security Conference, which Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Vice President Kamala Harris attended, during which Russia and many other important issues came up, that could affect the security of our nation. The United
0: Security Conference is one of the big ones when it comes to foreign policy. Remember back in 2007, Russian President Vladimir Putin attended the conference and he blasted it the West, the United States. He really laid out uh, his future intentions and motives for invading Georgia a year later, and then Ukraine six years later. That was his big coming out party.
1: Lucas Tomlinson is a Washington, D.C.-based Fox News correspondent. Just before
0: Putin launched his full-scale invasion of Ukraine almost two years ago, President Biden sent his vice president there to try to persuade him not to do it. Of course, uh, he ignored all the warnings from the West and proceeded accordingly Now, here we are two years later uh, with 300,000 Russian soldiers killed or wounded in Ukraine and hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian soldiers uh, also killed or wounded. Uh, So the Munich Security Conference this year was about talking to the Europeans, trying to get them to spend more in defense. It was also a time for Vice President Harris to attempt to reassure nervous European allies that, the United States would get Ukraine uh, more aid money. Of course, this massive $95 billion foreign aid bill is stalled right now in the House of Representatives after passing the Senate. Uh, House Speaker uh, Mike Johnson uh, indicated it would pass. We heard from the chairman of the uh, House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, on the Sunday show saying he believed it would pass. Uh, But there's certainly some Republicans who don't want this money to pass. They want to see uh, funding go to the southern border. Of course, uh, Congressman Fitzpatrick, he introduced an alternative measure which does that. Uh, And by the way, uh, Senator J.D. Vance, an outspoken critic on the war, he was in Munich as well. and He said something that really got the attention of the world. He he was saying that even if the United States wants to do more, it can't. That the United States' defense industrial base cannot produce weaponry to replace the weapons that the u.s has sent to ukraine over the past 18 months that just can't happen so uh that's the, the scene setter for munich this year it was just a year ago uh harris said that the united states is with ukraine this year a very different language it was president biden and i are with ukraine she she left out the united states part Uh, So that's where we were this year with Munich. And you touched on Secretary Blinken, who also attended. His job was to speak to his Chinese and Indian counterparts to say, in the wake of this new intelligence showing Russia is threatening to put an anti-satellite nuclear uh, bomb into orbit, essentially, which violates a 50-year-old treaty with the Soviet Union, by the way, which is no longer, of course, intact. So there's questions if that uh, treaty is even uh, valid today. Just last week, a lot of eyebrows were raised, almost panic in the beltway and across the country when uh, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee comes out with this intelligence saying there's a grave national security threat. And then we find out it's because of this anti-satellite weapon. And President Biden on down, there are people, John Kirby in the briefing room were trying to settle some of the nerves saying this doesn't affect humans. It's not going to target humans. However, you know, that blue dot on your iPhone on Google Maps, that's courtesy of the U.S. military. That is a satellite, GPS satellite constellation of over two dozen satellites. We all use GPS. Our, our military uses GPS, uh, banks, your cars, you know, it, it's everywhere you know, to, to tell people about uh, the value of GPS. Of course, there's other systems too. You know, the Russians have their own GPS system, the Indians, the Chinese, the Europeans, they, they have their own systems as well. Uh, but of course, this, this is pretty devastating, this capability. In terms of anti-satellite technology that the Russians already have, recall just two years ago, the Russians destroyed an old Soviet satellite in space. It's the first time they had done that back in 2021. Uh, So that was the scene this year in Munich, was to reassure nervous European allies and also for Secretary Blinken to tell China and India, his counterparts, this affects you too. You do not want Russia detonating some kind of nuclear bomb in space, EMP, not to get in the weeds there, but something that would fry communication systems for the world.
1: I want to get back to Russia in just a, a, a second, but a couple other things in Munich that I wanted to touch on. Uh, there was talk about the Taiwan Strait and peace there. Uh, a, a, any quick thing you can say about uh, what went on with that?
0: The Biden administration, for the last three years, has wanted to pivot to Asia. This goes back to administrations, really, from the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and the Biden administration. Everyone has seen the reporting that China possesses the largest navy in the world. Uh, their military is fast growing. It's uh, you know the Pentagon calls it a near-peer threat, meaning they, they think they are on par with the U.S. military. Not as combat-tested, of course. The Chinese have not fought a war since 1979, when when they fought uh, Vietnam. However, the concern is is that. Uh, you know, China's expanding. They want to take over Taiwan. There's a lot of fear for that. Why is that important? Well, all the semiconductors that powers your, everything from your refrigerator to your car, your phone, you know, 80% of the world's semiconductors, those microchips uh, in our systems are made and manufactured in Taiwan. Uh, Good news for the West. uh, An uh, anti-Chinese leader was just uh, elected president. You know, Beijing had their candidate. He lost. Uh, But ever since... The former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan uh, a few years ago. You know, China has been launching uh, combat aircraft, bomber, nuclear capable bombers, fighter jets, uh, and warships encircling the island. And the U.S. Navy, uh, you know, every few months, well, will sail a warship through the Taiwan Strait. Uh, you know, Taiwan's about 100 miles from China. You know, the big fear uh, in the West is that will China take over Taiwan? Uh, the tough thing. And then, of course, you know, China and Putin have not hidden their allegiance. You know, they've they've talked about being as close as as, uh, allies can be. You look at the Ukraine war, uh, while there isn't uh, direct evidence of China supplying weapons, uh, the North Koreans, the Iranians have supplied weapons, Uh, short range ballistic missiles, drones from Iran. It's it's a real problem. That all factors in uh, with China. Some say uh, here in the United States that we should be focusing more on China, not Ukraine. Others say if you don't defeat the Russians inside Ukraine, you're sending the wrong message to Beijing vis-a-vis a a potential invasion of Taiwan.
1: We're talking with Fox News D.C.-based correspondent Lucas Tomlinson. We'll have more of our conversation in just one moment. One last thing before I move on with more on Russia. Was there any reaction in Munich about what former President Donald Trump said about NATO allies not paying their fair share and the U.S. not defending them if they don't pay their fair share? Was there much reaction to that?
0: To that. And and in fact, that when when earlier I mentioned uh, there are nervous European allies, that's exactly what made them nervous now. Uh, It was notable that just days after the former president uh, said that, NATO came out with a a statement saying, good news, 18 of the 31 NATO countries are meeting their 2% of GDP threshold. And by the way, it's also notable, the United States isn't that much above that threshold right now. There's about 3% of of, uh, uh, defense spending uh, as a percentage of GDP. Bottom line, Grinnell, is that right now U.S. defense spending under the Biden administration is near a record low when it comes to spending per GDP, per the size of the U.S. economy. It's only about 3% right now, and projections from the Pentagon say it's going to go down to 2.7% this year.
1: With that said, let's move on and talk about the the death of Alexei Navalny. Now, that has caused ripples around the world. And members of Congress are calling on the the president and the White House to take action in response to that. I remember specifically on the Sunday shows, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, the Republican from South Carolina, saying he had talked to some Democrats and they talked about declaring or putting some f- legislation forth to declare Russia a state sponsor of terrorism. What can we say about that and, and any possibility of that happening? And, and what seems to be the the talk as you have your ear to the ground on that?
0: Well, Gurdon what prompted Senator Graham for saying that was three years ago, President Biden met with Putin in Geneva at a summit. And after the summit, The president held a press conference, and a reporter, point-blank, asked President if Alexei Navalny, Putin's biggest critic, dies in jail, in prison, what will you do? And the president said there will be devastating consequences for Russia. So when news came out that Navalny had indeed died in prison, and President Biden said he holds Putin accountable for that and blames him for his death, of course, the natural follow-up was, What are the devastating consequences? And the president on Friday was pretty dismissive. He said, well, that was three years ago, and they have suffered the consequences in Ukraine. There are over 300,000 Russian soldiers that have been killed or wounded. But that wasn't good enough for a lot of lawmakers, particularly uh, Republican lawmakers. And you heard from Senator Graham, you have to do something. And according to his words, a good first step would be to declare Russia state-sponsored terrorism. You know, not good news for Ukraine. You know, for a long time, we called the war a stalemate. You know, for over a year, the front lines in Ukraine had not changed. For more than a year, they hadn't changed. And now Ukrainian forces had to retreat from a key city uh, uh, known, called Dika in eastern Ukraine that once had a population of 30,000 people. The Russians dropped over 600 bombs on this city, which... Is only a twelve in a 12-mile radius over the past month. And the Ukrainians had to retreat, and it's the first defeat to the Ukrainian military uh, in months. And, of course, this comes after Ukraine's much-vaunted counteroffensive failed. You know, For months, we're talking about a spring offensive, a summer offensive, and a fall offensive. And officials acknowledge it failed. It did not break through the lines. You know, the, the Russians have heavily mined. Uh, many areas along the 600-mile border and the the new border, I should say, in the east and the south. And it's not good news. And the White House members of Congress are saying this aid, $60 billion, is critical right now. And for those that say it's a lot of money, it is a lot of money. At the same time, you know, critics, officials will say, you know, look at the size of the American Rescue Plan. Look at the Chips and Science Act, look at some of these other big-ticket uh, government uh, spending programs that are to the tune of some trillion dollars, and people think Ukraine should be able to defend itself, and defeating Russia and Ukraine is of the strategic interest of the United States. In fact, a recent Pew poll says about 75 percent of Americans think Ukraine is important. Forty-three percent say it's extremely or very important. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how things shake out of Capitol Hill in terms of this foreign aid bill. Of course, it's not just Ukraine. That, that would be the beneficiary of foreign aid. It's Israel
1: as well as Taiwan. We'll continue to watch all of it as we continue to get reporting from Lucas Tomlinson and others about what will happen between the U.S. and Russia. Lucas Tomlinson is a Washington, D.C.-based correspondent for Fox News. Lucas, thank you for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition.
0: Colonel, always a pleasure.